I'm Jacob Rodriguez, Editor-in-Chief of the University Star, and you're listening to a University Star podcast. Around here, when you win, it isn't good enough. You know, but when you lose, damn sure ain't good enough. So so what is good enough? You guys need to tell us what is good enough. I guess you get paid to cause controversy, but in this locker room, we're not going to help that call. You, you write that in the paper. You write that. You make money off that. You're carrying on like a legacy, like your last name, you know? The people that did this in the 80s, they weren't doing it just because, oh, they thought it was a cool hairdo. No, they were doing it because they were badass. All right, welcome back to Cats Got Our Tongues. I'm Claire Partain, the sports editor, and I'm here with Colton McWilliams. And we're going to talk a little bit about that football game, first home game. A little upsetting. Do you want to give a quick rundown, Colton? Yeah, basically, Texas State opens up their fir- first home game of the season. Right. Bringing back the gold helmet. Like, er- let's say everyone was pretty excited about the Wyoming game. Oh, yeah. Game. It was pretty high. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I think that was the, like, a lot of, there was a fair amount of people there than I guess there usually are. Yeah. Like, for Texas State standards, the stadium was packed. Okay. Now, okay. was it necessarily packed? No. No. No, but, <laughs> like, considering where it's been. Yeah. From what I've heard how it's been, like, mm-hmm. this is a really good step in the, Step forward. Yeah, it's in the right direction for sure. Anywho, if you get the just like if you saw the game, Texas State w- went up like fourteen three um, to start the game. Everyone was like, okay, everything's gonna be mm-hmm. good. And then Wyoming basically scored twenty unanswered points and ended up winning twenty three to fourteen. And so you've got a real. It's a really like. Would you say it's a split fan base or I don't know? Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of people that are really disappointed in this game. Thing like we. Like, oh, is the offense going to come out? And yeah. Like, and, like, you saw it in the first half, and then in the second half, I don't, it's, I, I'm going to assume Wyoming made some really great adjustments. Mm-hmm. And, and we kind of fell through a yeah, little bit. Yeah, we fell through. We ended up, like I said, Grace Jensen, really, if you take away the interceptions, he had a really outstanding game, 394 yards passing. No, that was... With a, a touch, like, that's mm-hmm. not too bad. Like, it's the most touchdowns, I mean... The most passing yards in a football game since like Tyler Jones back right, in right in 2016, 2016, yeah, and that was against like Incarnate Word when they were they were just like starting out their mm-hmm. football program. This was against a power, at least a FBS opponent, and not a quality FBS op- opponent. Yeah, I mean we were set up already as underdogs, so mm-hmm. it's not like that surprising that we lost. I feel like, and it's kind of impressive that we had that many passing yards against yeah. someone we can compete with. I think it's more like fans are disappointed, like how we lost. Yeah, like, it was like, like I said, it was the interception mm-hmm. the, the, in the first half that led to a Wyoming touchdown, and then it was the, the pick six that basically mm-hmm. kind of killed everyone's spirit. And that was a seventy-two yard. It was right? like a yeah, it was a seventy. It was yard. enough to make everyone's hearts go just yeah. drop. It was it was a really disappointing loss, and I think a lot of Bobcat fans are kind of upset because, like, well, we're so tired of losing. Like, mm-hmm. you hear it even in the sports room, like, we're so tired of losing. Right. And I'm just, I guess I'm taking it from an outsider perspective, and I was like, we got to take this, like, one step at a time. I think mm-hmm. everyone's so, like, we're waiting to win now that we have to take with, like, no, this is still kind of like a, pro- it's still a process. So you're saying we have to be patient. Yeah, I know. It's really it's hard. Tough. It's really hard to tell, like, every Bobcat fan, like, guys, be patient. Mm-hmm. When, like, seeing how y'all went through the Everett Weathers era when it was just, like. Four she- years of dry. Yeah. Like, it. I know it's really hard to be, like, patient. Like, yes, mm-hmm. y'all want to win now, but, like. It's good, like it will take a like the team is improved like despite the two losses the team is improving right 
Like the offense took a giant step forward from the A&M game, which held like Clemson to like under 30 points, mm-hmm. which is honestly kind of amazing. <laughs> so like I said, it's a really great, I'm glad that we saw like a little, it's a little bit of improvement. Yeah, there was a spark there for sure. Yeah, there is a spark. Like I'm hoping when we play SMU like this Saturday, we're going to, it's going to be another step. Mm-hmm. And the, so uh, give a quick rundown for the Wyoming game for people who weren't there. So what went well in the first quarter, first half, and what went wrong in the second half? So it's basically if you kind of the same, like defense plays great, mm-hmm. offense in the end, like basically cost the game. That's basically the gist. Yeah. Defense, if you take away the two intercept, the two interceptions, the defense basically doesn't allow it a Wyoming like touchdown. Mm-hmm. They basically force Wyoming to just kick field goals and all that stuff. Right. The only problem is like they didn't even, but they didn't even like force any turnovers. Like there was the one interception, mm-hmm. but like it was into the game, like it wasn't gonna matter. And so that's that's another, like you kind of just like I'm not really disappointed because like the defense did its job for right. the most part, but you still want to see like them produce. Like, Jake Spavadol said after the game, like, yes, like, we stopped, but, like, we didn't even first t- turnovers on the defense. Mm-hmm. That's another thing we can improve. Right. And, like, the offense is, like, it's a tell of two stories. The first half, I mean, they were, it was amazing. They were like, on point. First they, touchdown of the would, game. Yeah. Like, they scored, the, like, very first drive, it was a touchdown. And then Jensen hit uh, KDOT for the for the 50-yard touchdown. It was no, like, okay, was everything's exciting. going good. And then, like I said... When the second half came, everything kind of fell apart. Mm-hmm. Like Jensen, like couldn't, like wasn't finding any receivers. The offense just lost their spark. Right, and then even defense, although they had a pretty good game, they had that nine-minute. Oh my God, that was grueling drive for Wyoming. And that's the thing. Like that's what Wyoming does. Like right. when they got the lead mm-hmm. and, and like we were forced to punt. That's what they do. It's like an army triple option attack. It's basically just grind you down and basically. Yeah. It's basically like a death march. Exactly. Just, you're just like, it just punishes the defense. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, it, it was just how Coach Bavadal said it. They let Wyoming get into a situation where they were comfortable, mm-hmm. um, and Wyoming basically took advantage of that. So what players did well? Who should we – what names should we, we be looking out for this SMU game? Like, this SMU game, it's – it's gonna be really. It's gonna be a really different game than what y'all saw in right. Wyoming because SMU and Wyoming are two really two different teams. Mm-hmm. Wyoming gets like basically run run the ball, run the ball, run the ball, and yeah. occasionally pass. Mm-hmm. SMU, it's like yeah, we're gonna pass like for three hundred yards. Well, they've got the transfer quarterback. Yeah, right? Shane Bouchelle from like the former Texas quarterback, and it's gonna be. This is going to be a real key test for the defense because mm-hmm. SMU is going to score points. Like, they put 38 on Arkansas State and put, like, 42 on North Texas. Yeah, it, it's a flank. Like, <laughs> these guys are – like, SMU is no joke. Like, they're going to be a team that's going to – they're going to score points, mm-hmm. and their defense is not too shabby either. So, it's basically can the defense hold – can our the Bobcat defense hold the SMU offense – down long enough for the offense to score at least because the Texas State defense isn't going to produce a shutout. Like, I know everyone wants... No. No, this SMU offense is really good. Mm-hmm. If you if they keep it at least under, like, oh, 28 points, like, that would be a good... 
Like, that, I think that would be enough for the Texas State offense to at least have a chance. Uh-huh. But if the game gets into, like, the 30s and all that stuff, you're asking the offense who's already trying to get, like, all their kind mm-hmm. of all their crap together to, like, oh, yeah, you know, we only scored, like, seven points and 14 points. Now go, you have to go score, like, 30 mm-hmm. or 40. Yeah. Like, the like the offense can't do that at the they they're not ready. At they're this. not strong enough. They're yet. not strong they're still enough. Going through things. Yeah, they're still going through things. You can't just automatically ask the offense, "Hey, go score forty points!" Like, and we need it now. Yeah. And so, if the defense at least keeps it under like twenty eight points, that's mm-hmm. at least enough. It's enough ammunition for the offense to like, okay, we can score. To have a it, chance. It's manageable. So. So okay, so we've been doing the pick 'em in the paper. You're four and two. You've been correct with every Texas State game so far. So what's your pick for this week? What do you think is going to happen with SMU, and what are our odds? I, I'm no like I'm going to be a downer, but like I do think SMU wins this game. Like I know yeah. everyone want like everyone wants to be like yeah we're going to win this game, but mm-hmm. from like a taking it out of a fan to like just a like SMU's really good, right? But they're probably going to be a dark horse in this American Athletic, like, West Division. Mm. Like, they could possibly steal it if they beat both, like, Memphis and Houston and both Houston and Memphis just kind of collapse. Mm. So they're not – it's a really good team. And, like, it's – they're often – like, I'm not – I don't want to put too much pressure on the defense, but, like, the offense is really good. Yeah. And, like – they're going to score enough points, and it's a matter of fact of like, can the Texas State offense keep up with the keep up mm-hmm. with the scoring? And like, I don't see that happening. So okay, so I'm going to take SMU, but I do think like it's like an 18 point spread. Right. I do think Texas State like at least it makes it a much closer game than people are kind of making it out to be. Mm-hmm. Like I do think Texas State makes it close. I think just SMU right now is. They've kind of reached another level that Texas State's trying to get to. Mm-hmm. So, all right. So y'all heard it here. Colton thinks we're gonna lose. Uh, I'm kidding. I also <laughs> think we are. Uh, but I agree with you. I think that the I don't think the lead's gonna be too substantial. No. Because our offense is. You know, you can see the difference between the A and M game and the Wyoming game. Yes, there is clear improvement. Right. And so Gresh. We're saying Gresh is back. He's staying, right? Yeah, no, Gresh, like Coach Bavidal said like Tuesday, yeah, Gresh is going to be the guy going okay. into SMU. Are there any other lineup changes or news that you know about or anything like that? I think they added, oh, uh, who was Typhoid? Oh, Caleb Twyford. Yeah, he, I yeah, think he's going to be the him. main running back. And, I and think, he was doing well Yeah, uh, he did really game. well. He yeah. had like 50 yards rushing, which yeah. isn't too bad. And we're not really, I mean, we didn't do as many rushing yards, so no, he had pretty we, much all of them. Yeah, he... I think if you take away like Grinch, like Jensen's like sacks and all that stuff, we had maybe like almost a hundred yards rushing. Uh, let's see, I have it pulled up. It looks like okay, we have fifty yards rushing, okay. which is less than I thought, honestly. Yeah. But I mean, it's offset by the three hundred and ninety-four passing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I saw he was his his name was going off on the announcer. I mean, he was doing stuff that game. Mm-hmm. All right, so we've talked about SMU versus Texas State. Probably going to lose, but y'all should still check it out on ESPN+. Plus. If you want to learn more about the Wyoming game and what happened, Colton actually wrote a story in the Star. It's on print. It's online. So check that out, too. And so now let's talk a little bit about the soccer team. What happened this weekend, and what does it mean for the team? So the soccer team went out west, out to El Paso and Las Cruces. Right. Kind of like a two-game, I guess a two-game two road trip. Yeah, it was a road trip. And first game, off, like... We ended up losing to UTEP like one to nothing, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, we ended up they ended up losing to UTEP, and then next day going to New Mexico State, and they ended up with a one-one draw. Yeah, it was a one-one draw. One-one draw. Okay. So, am I disappointed? Like, our like I said, the win streak finally came to an end. Which that it, was, it was disappointing. It, it is a little bit disappointing, but. Like that's kind of the bad, good thing and bad thing about win streaks, because uh-huh. you gotta think like when you, when you win, it's like okay, we need another, like add in another, mm-hmm. like to keep this up. Now, it's a clean slate, and now you get to start all over. It's like okay, we can start from fresh. Like let's focus on this. Right. So. Okay, so it looks like it was actually a two-one loss. A two-one one loss. Two loss to, yeah. One-two loss to Utah. To Utah. Okay. So, because I, I think we scored first. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we scored first, and then it kind of went downhill from there. Okay. Um, it looks like it was pretty balanced. Uh, Yusef had more shots and more shots on goal, which basically that's what you need. But our goalkeepers are always pretty consistent. We have. Yes, yeah, so I think we've got like the best goalkeeper like in the conference. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, it's not just Heather. A lot of times Heather Martin gets a lot of attention, mm-hmm. but Caitlin Bude or I'm not really sure how to say her name, Bude or Bud. Mm-hmm. She had her best game of the season, I think, against either UTEP or um, it was one of these two games, and she had like seven saves. I think it was against. Wow. Um, Against New Mexico State because okay. that was a high shot game. Mm-hmm. Like, there were lots of shots going on. So, yeah. Uh, so, you're saying you're not too disappointed. You're disappointed the win streak was over. But what do you think this means for the program? I mean, they were set to win the conference. Does this mean we're a little behind or what? No. Like, going out on a road trip, like, into, like, it's a – going to El Paso and Las Cruces. That, it's far. It, it's a really far road trip. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not too concerned like, am I disappointed we didn't get get away, get a win? Like, no, but we didn't get blown out. There yeah. Wasn't... It was definitely tight every yeah, time. Yes. Like, they played a really good game. It's mm-hmm. just like, like I said, I think UTEP scored like the 70, 70th or like, scored like a la- last minute like goal yes, or something yeah, like that. Yeah, it was very, it was right at the end. So, like, it wasn't like we were getting blown out. Like, no, mm-hmm. we were competing. Right. It's just like it, the ball just didn't go in our favor. Mm-hmm. So, I'm not too concerned. I, like I said, I do want to see the team, like, get back on. Like, I think if this week, if we end, like, a draw or, like, another loss, my levels of concern may be, they like, might rise ra- a little rising, bit. But, like, mm-hmm. I'm not too concerned at the moment. Okay, so it's another patience thing. It's a pa- that's pa- It's a patience thing. Like mm-hmm. I said, they were on the road in, like, a, I, w- I wouldn't say, like, hostile, hostile environment, but, like, it is in El Paso and Las Cruces. Yeah. It's an environment like they're not probably not used to. It's very far away. Yes. I mean, it's Texas technically. I mean, Utah, it's, it's, but barely. Yeah, barely. It's yeah. basically on the fringes. Yeah. So I'm, and I think they went on the road. Like I don't think they flew, which is Ugh. eight hours, something like that. Yeah, it's almost Maybe like more. an eight-hour drive. Goodness. Yeah. And so, okay, I pulled up the stats for the New Mexico State game, and it was a high-shot game. So we had twenty shots. Seven on goal and nine saves. So that's, like, wow. way higher than yes. most uh, games. And uh, New Mexico State had the same thing. I mean, they did go into double overtime, so this is going to be a Goodness. long game. And New Mexico State had 18 shots with 10 on goal. So it looks like what the problem is a little bit, not anything to be concerned with, but I think we are a little less accurate with our shots lately. Yeah. I think that might be really what it is. All right, so tomorrow they are playing. Who are they playing tomorrow? I think they're playing like McNeese State Lamar. I think McNeese is on Sunday, but I'll put up this pull up the schedule real quick. 
Yeah, it's like McNeese because it's like the only home game in St. Marcus. Right. right. The home game's going to be on Sunday. Yeah. It's Northwestern. They're at Northwestern State. On, yeah, Northwestern. Oh, okay, there we go. That's... Yeah, on Friday. So, uh, do you know anything about them? What do you think about? I, you don't know? Well, I just, like, I don't know much about North. Because, like, they're not, they're not a Sun Belt team. No. They're not, like, a power. But what you expect from Texas State is, like, basically get everything back on track. And right. Like, a bit. Like a victory, like that. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm expecting. And I think we just need to pull off a little bit more balance between offense and defense. I think defense has been the ones coming through, mm-hmm. especially the goalkeepers. Everybody's been holding it down pretty well. Yeah. But if there's no goals coming up, no, yeah, that, that like you can't expect like the defense to consistently hold up with while your right. offense, mm-hmm. like that's just a bait. I get a basic sports tactic, like right. even with football and basketball, it's you with can't, everything. Yeah, you can't expect your defense to hold up while your offense mm-hmm. does little to nothing. I mean, like, it's a great thing that Heather Martin and that Caitlin yes. viewed and that everybody back there is doing so well. That's exciting. Yes. But you got to see some and consistency. The, the offense does has to pick, pick mm-hmm. up their game. Yeah, for sure. And so the McNeese game on Sunday is at home. It's at 1 p.m. So everybody show out. I mean, they haven't yes. had a home game in a while. They've been gone on the road. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be an exciting game, I think. Yes. And, I mean, they're – one of our, I mean, they had a 4-0 record already at the beginning of yes, the season. Yes, they are one of our, like, the along with women's soccer and volleyball, they're one of our best, like, fall program, right. fall athletic programs mm-hmm. in Texas State. Like, no offense to the Texas State football team, but, like, yeah. these, like, these two teams are consistently, like, competing for conference championships. Yeah, they and, hold like, down the fall sports, yes. for sure. And so we'll, we'll be seeing later on in the season, you know, the Little Rock Revenge game. I mean, I think this is going to be an exciting season. Yes. So it's a good thing to catch it early and go to the McNeese game. Yes. All right. Well, thanks, Colton. Thanks for talking to me. Uh, we'll catch you all next week. See you later. All right. See you. All right. So now I'm here with Cade Andrews, a sports reporter, and we're going to talk about the sweep from volleyball this week against Georgia. So and also the whole tournament. So what happened here, Cade? So, yes, they played in the Mizuno Classic at Long Beach State this weekend. Uh, they went 2-1 and one on the weekend, beating Long Beach State and beating George as well and also dropping to UCLA. All right, so give us a rundown. What does this mean for the team? I mean, George is a pretty big team, uh, and the win against Long Beach means a lot. And how does the UCLA game line up? Yeah, so we played some big teams this weekend. You know, Long Beach State, that was a, a thriller. You know, five sets. We came from behind and won that one. UCLA, we just fell short. You know, all three sets were close, and Georgia was a big a big sweep. So it gives the team confidence going into this season. Um, but, yes, Karen Chisholm, you know, she had a lot of good things to say about the team this weekend. All right, so actually I got an interview with Karen, so we're going to put that on real quick, and then we'll be back and we'll talk more about what happened and how exciting this is. Hey, Coach. Sorry, I was just getting out of the shower. Oh, I just realized who that is. Claire, how are you? Oh, yeah, this is Claire. Sorry. I'm good. How are you? I'm okay, thanks. You just get back from California? We did, about 8 o'clock. Okay, gotcha. Just took my shower and ready to bed. (laughs) (laughs) It was a good weekend, though. Oh, yeah. Y'all got to go to the beach and... Well, that's... The, that's the, the that's the minor part, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's the minor part. Kids mm-hmm. enjoyed that part of the, the kids enjoyed that stuff, mm-hmm. but they enjoyed the wins also. Oh, I'm sure. So, how did the um, tournament and this weekend affect the team and the team's mindset? Well, I think the way we finished 
with the strong win over University of Georgia, it left us feeling very confident. Oh, yeah, um, that was incredible. Oh, it was really, really good. No, I think we leave it very confident, proud of ourselves, um, feel good about ourselves. Um, it's by far the best we played all year year long. Um, so all-tournament, um, if you haven't heard, Cheyenne and Emily DeWalt both got all-tournament. Right, and you know, what does that I'm mean for you, them and for you as a coach? Well, it's just recognition, you know, mm-hmm. and I, you know, I could – I could have named four or five kids that I thought were all tournament, but the first place team, which was UCLA, mm-hmm. um, got three, three, three people. Second place got two. Third place got one, and the last team didn't get any. So you know, it, it would if I was choosing, it would have been a hard decision. But I'm telling you, those two were very deserving. They had a great weekend, um, as did a lot. Of, I mean, we just gelled. We that that last match, I think what beat us was UCLA, and we played them very tight. But we lost the serve and passing game, mm-hmm. and we served and passed pretty well against Georgia. Which, when you pass well, it, it puts you right into your defense. I mean, your offense. Mm-hmm. So offensively, we played as good as what we have um all year long right and i mean it was night and day from the rice game your hitting percentage was oh like two seven six. yes <laughs> I, I don't know honestly i don't know who that group was um our last home match mm-hmm. it was i was at a loss for words um and they were really we talked a lot after the match in the locker room i mean they couldn't explain it but we found the energy, Janelle's mm-hmm. back, Janelle Fitzgerald, she's a big part of our offense. Mm-hmm. She got to play. She did very well. Um, Riley Fuentes helped. We had a freshman, Caitlin Butner, that went in and helped. Um, I think what I told one of the reporters, I think our young, I think our bench is getting stronger and stronger because they're getting more experience. Um, so we've got to have a strong bench. Mm-hmm. And I, I think two or three Kids that have not been playing a lot got that opportunity and went in and did a really nice job. So I feel a whole lot better probably about our first 12, you know, instead of just six or seven. Mm-hmm. Um, our depth our depth has gotten stronger. So that that's, that's great for a coach to feel that way. And so taking it back to the Long Beach State game, which was also a uh-huh. good one, uh, lasted right. a little longer. So what was the mood coming out of that game? You know, it was it was good, and we felt good. And honestly, we, from Long Beach going to UCLA, mm-hmm. we played pretty. UCLA is a very good volleyball team. Oh yeah, and you saw the scores. Two of the games were two point games, and we led that first game up until the very end, and we just couldn't quite put it away. Um, and that's what we wanted to take from the UCLA match was learning that when a team pushes, we got to push back. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when they go to the next level, what is our next level? And I think we saw that against Georgia. They could never go to the next level, but boy, we did. We played really, I just can't say enough about how pleased I was with that group. Knowing that from Tuesday night, which you saw, yes. to Saturday, five days, the difference in this team and the confidence and the belief they have in themselves, mm-hmm. we were very, very effective and efficient. Oh, it was so exciting seeing the live tweets. I was at the football game, oh, which good. wasn't going as well. But then every time I saw 
uh, volleyball wins set one, set two, yeah. set three. I yeah. was just yeah. amazed. I was on the floor. Um, so uh, what do you think happened? does a good job with that. Anyway, go ahead. Oh, yeah. Uh, what do you think happened between the UCLA and the Georgia game to make this such a powerful win? Well, I, I think we, we left UCLA. I was not down and out. Yeah, it wasn't we a bad loss. Well. Mm-hmm. I think it was just a matter of continuing what we were doing and staying confident and just passing better. And that was the key. We passed better and served better. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you what, Georgia helped us a lot in the first set because they missed five serves. <laughs> so that even gave us more confidence. We earned some, or we got, they gave us the points that we didn't even have to earn. But then, we just kept moving, and we never let down. That was a bit, you know, we talked to them all the time about, once you got a down, kick them. Mm-hmm. We did. We got them down, and we kicked them. So that's a great win for Texas State and the Sun Belt Conference over at SEC school. Oh, yeah. You know, that's a Power 5 school. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a good win. That's a big deal for sure. Yeah. So what's the mindset coming, you know, you're back coming into Texas, and you're going to the A&M Invitational next. So what are y'all thinking about going into that tournament? Well, we haven't talked about tomorrow's an off day. Oh, okay? right. So you get to relax. So tomorrow's an off day. We'll come back in on Tuesday. We'll have all of our, excuse me, scouting forts. But the way we felt when we left the bus all ago, mm-hmm. you know, and I praised them again about how far we've come since August 10th when we came in for fall camp. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, I, the staff, I think, has been very positive and supportive and, and encouraging and, and trying to build their confidence. Uh, but they feel good about themselves. So I think when we, we've got A&M and we have not started our scouting report on them, they're going to be a, a good team. Mm-hmm. But I think it's a team we can compete with. I don't I don't know that they're – well, they're not any better than UCL, UCLA, mm-hmm. I know. And we competed with UCLA real well. And then over at A&M, we also have – who else? Northwestern State. Mm-hmm. And, and I think it's UTRGV. That's it. Yep. Yeah. So we haven't even started looking at those opponents yet, but we'll do that tomorrow when the coaching staff goes into the office. All right. Well, I guess I'll let you relax then and enjoy oh, your off you. day and everything. Claire, thank you. Yeah, I'll thank you for calling. Yes. Thank you, dear. Bye-bye. All right. Bye. All right. So needless to say, she was excited about this win, especially coming from what was going on with Rice last week and all that. Do you want to talk about that a little bit, Cade? Yeah, so they actually fell short to Rice. I believe they got swept. They were swept, unfortunately. And Karen Chisholm, um, you know, she wasn't too happy about that. Not at all. She didn't let us talk to her. Uh, She didn't let us talk to any players because she was not feeling it. And later on in this interview, actually, she said, I just didn't know what to say. I didn't know who this team was. It was really weird, but we're back with it. So what, what went well this weekend that put us back on track? Um. Well, a couple things went well. Uh, first of all, uh, Janelle Fitzgerald is back. She was a, a big addition from last year. All right, so Janelle's up at the net, which is pretty big for us, considering our offensive struggles. So did our offense come together in the Long Beach State game? They did, um, despite dropping you know, the second set. They won the first set 25-17, and mm-hmm. they dropped the second and third set. Then came back and won the fourth and fifth set. The fifth Woo-hoo. set going 17-15. Um, so, yeah, they just they hit a lot better. You know, they had almost – 60 kills the first one and mm-hmm. UCLA uh, we don't know what went wrong there but all three sets they were close uh, I think it was like 26 24 and the mm-hmm. next one you know in the next two they were within five so we played UCLA pretty well so overall it was a solid weekend and- right and UCLA is a big team right so it's not like we lost to some like 
throwaway team. I mean, they're pretty powerful, right? Yeah, they're the Pac-12. You know, mm-hmm. Pac-12 is, has always been good at volleyball, much better than the Sun Belt. So right. we know we know there's a lot to take from that. And then Georgia, we won that. We swept them 3-0, and that was just, you know, a solid finish the mm-hmm. weekend. And Chisholm said that was their best performance of the season. So what went right there? Do you have any information about that? They were just hitting a lot better. They were serving a lot better. Mm-hmm. Um, that's something that's killed them earlier this season is just not being able to, you know, get points when they need them. You know, kill percentage was was above par. And so that's just something to take from this this weekend overall. So not to mention that Georgia's an SEC team and we're a mid-major team, so this is a pretty big deal. Uh, so what all happened there? I mean, to say it simple, we kind of just turned it around. You know, they looked like the Sun Belt team. We looked mm-hmm. like the SEC team. Nice. And as it was said, you know, it said that we put our best performance together of the year, you know, hitting a record high percentage of, uh, you know, 27%, recording 14 blocks. And Georgia, you know, who's a solid team, we held them to, you know, a 15 hitting percentage, which is a season low for them. Nice. So basically everything came together. And do you think that's going to continue this weekend? They're going to the A&M Invitational. They're playing A&M tonight, actually. So what do you think is going to happen this weekend? You know, I don't know much about A&M, but I believe they could beat A&M. If they mm-hmm. carry the momentum going into that, they could take down the Aggies. Um, they're going to need to, you know. A&M's not a solid team, or they are a solid team. They're not a pushover team. But, uh, yeah, the A&M Invitational, we're taking on A&M Thursday night, tonight, UTRGV, and then Northwestern State. All right, so, yeah, they're going to be in College Station. You know, it's honestly not that far, like a two-hour drive, Cade? Two hours, you know, maybe two and a half hours, not far at all. You know, I went there for the A&M game against football, uh, a football game against A&M. Mm-hmm. So no excuse why I can't make it out. Yeah, if you're not busy, you better be there. We better see you. But, uh, yeah, thanks for coming on, Cade. Uh, catch y'all next week. Thanks for listening to Cats Got Our Tongues. Once again, I'm Claire Partain, the sports editor. Thank y'all.